Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach, and together with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations when it comes to life, love, and relationships. Whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between, this podcast serves as the ultimate guide for navigating the complexities of love in the modern world in an uncensored way. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore and publicly air the uncomfortable and unspoken while providing valuable insight and actionable advice to help you build healthier relationships. Join us each week for candid conversations about all things love. Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to welcome all of you tuning in for the first time. And to the original Single at 30 listeners, it is so great to have you back. As always, there's been a ton going on behind the scenes and the reason for the rebrand and why it's taken so long might actually surprise some of you. For those of you who tuned into the last season of Single at 30, you know I grew up in a tough family environment where I faced a lot of consistent emotional, physical, and psychological abuse. And as an adult, I found myself in some not so great romantic relationships. I've previously talked a lot about how this has to do with the way our childhood experiences shape the way we connect with others later in life even impacting what we consider normal in relationships. And unfortunately, we often repeat these patterns until we heal from them. Last year, I was sadly forced to hit pause on the podcast when I was diagnosed with PTSD and chronic fatigue. And that's when I realized the depth of my own healing journey. As kids, we develop coping mechanisms to survive. And for me, one of those was hypervigilance. If you don't know, hypervigilance is like being on high alert all the time, always on the lookout for potential danger or threats. It's essentially a a defense mechanism that like in my particular case can stem from past traumatic experiences and can make it really hard to relax and feel safe. For me, this intense awareness of my surroundings led to over 30 years of disrupted sleep and severe brain fog to the point where trying to form sentences or stack the dishwasher would bring me to tears most days. So as you can imagine, trying to record a podcast while dealing with all of this in the background was often next to impossible. On top of everything, I was recently diagnosed with MDDS, which is a rare and poorly understood neurological condition that affects balance and stability. Apparently, it's caused by a combination of my PTSD and chronic fatigue, plus a a boat ride I took on January 3rd with a bunch of friends for one of my close girlfriend's hens. Essentially, I am one of the few people on planet Earth who seems to have had an allergic reaction to yacht life because my brain never really left the boat and now I'm unfortunately stuck with constant motion sickness and struggle to maintain my balance or walk in a straight line. Despite everything though, I've learned that there's a lot of power in pausing because during my time off, 
I realized that this podcast and its community have evolved. No longer are we just about single life. Now we have listeners who are couples, individuals in relationships, and singles of all ages, genders, sexual orientations, and relationship statuses. Naturally, I wanted the podcast to honor this evolution, and that's how Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships, came to be. Our goal is still the same, to challenge norms and expectations in life, love, and relationships, but now with even more diverse guests who aren't afraid to share their perspectives, as well as episodes designed to help you navigate modern love, no matter your age or stage of life. So to kickstart season one, today we are going to delve deep into the subject of childhood trauma and its effects on romantic relationships. With my own personal experience and insight gained from working with my coaching clients, this is a topic that hits close to home, and I really want to shed light on the impact it has on our love lives. So many of us have experienced some form of trauma in our childhood, and it really is crucial to understand how it can affect and show up in our adult relationships, whether it's because of our own trauma or our partner's. So in this episode, I'll be discussing five different ways childhood trauma impacts your romantic relationships and what you can do to heal and grow. So what is childhood trauma? Childhood trauma refers to any adverse experience that occurs during childhood and has a lasting impact on a person's well-being. This can include physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, neglect, household dysfunction, as well as exposure to violence or traumatic events such as the death of a parent, natural disasters, or a life-threatening accident. The effects of childhood trauma are typically far-reaching and when left unhealed can shape the way a person views themselves and the world around them, as well as their beliefs, attitudes and behaviors, which can then go on to negatively impact their romantic relationships. Childhood trauma can also increase a person's risk for mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, and like in my particular case, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's important to understand that everyone experiences and responds to childhood trauma differently and that healing and recovery are possible with the right support and resources. As I said, in this episode, I will be discussing five specific ways that childhood trauma can affect romantic relationships. And these include struggle with trust, problems with attachment, poor communication skills, difficulty controlling emotions, and a tendency to settle in relationships. So the first way childhood trauma can affect our love lives is by hindering our ability to trust our partner in a romantic relationship. One of the ways it can do so is by causing feelings of insecurity and low self-esteem, which can make it difficult to trust our partner. 
We may question our partner's love and affection and find it difficult to trust others due to feelings of abandonment, betrayal, and fear of being hurt or let down again. And this distrust can lead to the breakdown of the relationship as we are unable to maintain a healthy level of intimacy with our partner. This lack of trust can also result in a fear of intimacy and vulnerability, causing us to keep our guard up in our relationships. This can lead to emotional distance and make it challenging for our partners to feel understood and supported. Childhood trauma can also result in unrealistic expectations of our partner. We may feel like we need to be in control at all times, leading to a heightened sense of suspicion and distrust in our relationships. And this can put a strain on our relationship as we constantly check in or question our partner's actions. Childhood trauma can also cause a fear of abandonment in romantic relationships, which I personally resonated deeply with in my 20s. This fear can make it really difficult to trust and cause us to cling to our partner out of fear of being left alone or rejected again. Childhood trauma can also impact our ability to trust our own emotions and instincts and can lead to the need for constant validation from our partner. All of these things can make it really tough to have a good, healthy relationship. And I know firsthand what it's like to have a hard time trusting and opening up to my partners, especially when I was younger. Sometimes I definitely had good reasons not to trust them, but other times it ended up hurting me and damaging the relationship. And unfortunately, this often led to the end of the relationship As I started to behave more and more in ways that were unrecognizable, not just to myself, but also my then partner. So if you find yourself nodding along to what I'm saying, take a moment to ask yourself, why have you had a hard time trusting your partner? Is it because of something that happened in your childhood? If so, it's really important to know that you can heal from that with the right support, which I'll touch on more towards the end of the episode. The second way childhood trauma can impact relationships is by disrupting our ability to regulate our emotions, leading to frequent outbursts of anger, mood swings, and anxiety. When we experience trauma during childhood, our brain's stress response system can become altered, like it did for me, leading to hyperarousal and heightened reactivity. And this heightened state of reactivity can cause us to feel constantly on edge or anxious or on the lookout for danger. In some cases, we may experience flashbacks or intrusive thoughts related to our traumatic experiences. These memories can then be triggered by events or stimuli that are reminiscent of the traumatic experience leading to an intense emotional and physical response. For example, if we experienced abuse as a child, we may become highly reactive when we hear shouting or see someone being physically aggressive because these stimuli are similar to what we experienced during the traumatic event. The reactivity that develops in response to childhood trauma can also lead to avoidance behaviors as we try to avoid situations that might trigger memories of our traumatic experience. 
For example, we may avoid talking about difficult subjects with our partners in fear it might result in yelling or physical abuse. And this need to withdraw can also lead to emotional shutdown and make forming a close bond challenging as we may struggle to recognize or express our feelings or avoid vulnerability or even disconnect emotionally from our partner. And this emotional disconnection can lead to misunderstandings, unmet needs and unresolved conflicts in our relationship. Childhood trauma might also cause us to struggle with anger anxiety, and depression, and we may have difficulty controlling our behavior in response to triggering events. This is something that I definitely struggled with and is also something I see my clients struggle with in their own relationships and can sadly lead to impulsive and reactive behavior, often causing us and sometimes our partners to feel like we are crazy or out of control. And this can result in arguments, fights, or even breakups. In some cases, our partners may feel like they are constantly walking on eggshells, trying not to upset us. It's important to note that not everyone who experiences childhood trauma will develop reactivity in triggering situations. But for those who do, it can be a significant source of distress. However, with proper treatment and support, it is definitely possible to learn how to manage our reactions to triggering situations. Some lifestyle changes that have served me in the past and continue to work for me today include things like giving up alcohol, exercising or meditating, and working with a professional is always a good idea. So the third way childhood trauma can impact relationships is by influencing the development of our attachment style, making it challenging for us to form healthy and secure relationships with others. Attachment style is a bit of a hot topic these days and refers to the way we behave and feel in intimate relationships and is typically shaped by our early childhood experiences and interactions with primary caregivers such as our parents. When we experience trauma, it can negatively impact our ability to form attachments with others in adulthood. When we have a history of childhood trauma, we may develop an insecure attachment style, which can present as avoidant, ambivalent, or disorganized. When we have an avoidant attachment style, we may fear intimacy and push others away, or struggle to trust others, or have difficulty expressing our emotions. On the other hand, if we have an ambivalent attachment style, we may have a strong desire for closeness but become overly dependent on our partners and struggle with feelings of anxiety and fear of rejection. Disorganized attachment is another outcome of childhood trauma that can have a significant impact on romantic relationships. When we have a disorganized attachment style, we may experience chaos and unpredictability in our relationships and struggle to form a clear and consistent pattern of attachment and have difficulty trusting others and expressing our emotions. Not everyone who experiences childhood trauma will develop an insecure attachment style. However, if you do have a history of trauma, it's always good to be aware of the potential impact it may have on your romantic relationships. 
For example, the fear of abandonment resulting from childhood trauma can lead to an anxious or avoidant attachment style. In my case, it resulted in an anxious attachment style. Even in my previous relationship, I wasn't happy, but I showed protest behaviors such as constantly seeking reassurance, being clingy, and sometimes even getting angry or hostile when my partner tried to pull away or end the relationship. After realizing that my anxious attachment style was causing these behaviors, I worked on it and now have a secure attachment style in my current relationship. So this really shows that by understanding our attachment style, we can seek the necessary support to heal from our trauma and address any challenges we face in our relationship. I've already touched on this, but the fourth way that childhood trauma can impact relationships is by causing difficulties in communication. So childhood trauma can have a significant impact on the way we communicate in a romantic relationship. We may struggle to express our thoughts and feelings, leading to difficulty in effective communication with our partner. And like I've previously said, when we've experienced childhood trauma, we may also struggle with emotional regulation, making it difficult to communicate our feelings in a healthy way. Instead, we may lash out in anger or make impulsive decisions in response to triggers related to our trauma. And to normalize this behavior, as someone who had an anxious attachment style, I have been guilty of it in the past. I have been in such a heightened state that I've repeatedly called or texted my partners and sometimes even showed up unannounced at their place. I've also said things in the heat of the moment that I still regret to this day. One of the lowest points was actually when one of my exes was not answering my calls. So I waited for him in his dark bedroom and threw his Converse shoe at him in a fit of rage when he finally got home. I'm not proud of that moment, but I think it's important to share, especially because I see so many clients of mine struggle to forgive themselves for things they've said or done when feeling triggered in their relationships. And this leads into my next point that depending on what type of trauma we have experienced and how that trauma is manifesting for us, we may also struggle with feelings of shame, guilt, or low self-worth, which can make it difficult to communicate effectively in our relationship. We may feel like we are not worthy of love and affection, causing us to avoid vulnerability and emotional connection with our partner. And for many people, this emotional disconnection can result in unmet needs and unresolved conflicts in their relationship. Childhood trauma can also impact intimacy in romantic relationships, which can make it difficult for us to communicate our desires and needs in a relationship. We may struggle with sexual dysfunction or sexual trauma-related pain, which can make it difficult to participate fully in the relationship. The truth is trauma affects everyone differently and it's not always easy to recognize how our past experiences might be impacting our current relationships. Maybe you're like me and you've been guilty of not communicating in healthy ways before, but that doesn't mean you're stuck that way forever. 
it's totally possible to change for the better and work towards building stronger, healthier communication patterns with your partner. That being said, it takes time, effort and patience. But as someone who has been there and done that, I can honestly say it's definitely worth it in the end. fifth way that childhood trauma can affect relationships is by causing a tendency to settle for and stay in the wrong romantic relationship. So trauma can cause us to have a distorted view of relationships and can lead us to believe that we do not deserve better or that we are unworthy of love and happiness. And this can result in settling for less in romantic relationships and staying in unhealthy or even abusive relationships. One way that childhood trauma can show up as settling in romantic relationships is by causing us to seek out partners who are emotionally unavailable or abusive. We may unconsciously choose partners who are similar to the abusive or neglectful individuals in our past, which in turn perpetuates the cycle of trauma. This is actually called trauma reenactment, which is a pattern of behavior where we basically unconsciously recreate the trauma we experience in our childhood in our current relationships and can result in settling for partners who are not good for us, either because we are afraid of being alone or because we believe we deserve to be treated poorly. Another way that childhood trauma can result in settling in romantic relationships is through low self-esteem and a lack of confidence. Like I said before, when we have experienced trauma, we may believe we are not worthy of love and happiness and may settle for partners who are not a good match for us. Because of this, we may also struggle with trust issues and may be reluctant to leave a relationship even if it's not fulfilling, believing that we basically just don't deserve better. Fear of abandonment can also play a huge role in settling for the wrong romantic relationships. As someone who experienced childhood trauma and abandonment, I was afraid of being alone, even if I didn't really realize it at the time. And because of this, I settled for partners who were just simply not good for me, clinging to the relationship out of fear of being abandoned again. And for many people, myself included, this can result in staying in unhealthy relationships and missing out on the chance to find happiness and fulfillment either on our own or with someone better suited. Past trauma can also impact our ability to recognize red flags in romantic relationships. We may ignore warning signs of abuse or neglect and may stay in a relationship even if it's harmful to our well-being. And this can result in staying in a relationship that is not healthy or fulfilling and can basically reinforce the trauma we experienced in our childhood. As with the other four examples I've listed, it really is important to be aware of these patterns and to seek professional help to address and overcome them. So as I've said, with the right support, it is definitely possible to overcome the effects of our trauma and build healthy and fulfilling relationships. If you do in fact have childhood trauma though, Here are some ways to overcome the effects of childhood trauma and cultivate positive relationships moving forward.
Firstly, uh, it is so important to address the trauma and work through any lingering emotions, thoughts, and behaviors that may be hindering your ability to form healthy relationships. By doing so, you can gain a better understanding of how your childhood experiences are affecting your current relationships and take steps to overcome any negative patterns. This can be done through self-reflection or therapy or even coaching, which is what my clients do with me. Secondly, focus on building self-esteem and confidence. Childhood trauma can often leave us feeling unworthy of love and affection, but it's important to recognize that you are 100% deserving of love and to communicate that to others. So try to engage in activities that bring you joy, work on developing healthy habits, and surround yourself with supportive people who encourage and uplift you. By prioritizing self-care and building self-esteem, you really can become more confident in your ability to attract and also maintain healthy relationships. And finally, be open and honest about your experiences as well as boundaries with your potential partners. Communication really is key in any relationship and it's so important to establish healthy communication from the beginning. Being upfront about your past experiences and any boundaries you may have can help ensure that your needs are met and that your relationship is built on trust and mutual understanding. And remember, it is so okay to take things slow and prioritize your own well-being. Attracting and maintaining a healthy relationship may take some time and everyone's timeline is completely different. But with effort and determination, it is 100% possible to overcome the effects of childhood trauma and build meaningful connections with others. And just to remind you or fill you in if you don't already know, I went through a series of unhealthy relationships before being single for nine whole years. During that time, I worked on healing my childhood trauma and now I'm in a healthy, loving relationship which shows that it's absolutely possible to heal and find healthy love. And hopefully with the help of this podcast, you won't have to wait nine years like I did. I think it's important to mention that navigating a relationship with someone who has experienced childhood trauma can also be challenging, as I'm sure my partner would be more than happy to vouch for but it can also be a rewarding and fulfilling experience. The first step in navigating this kind of relationship is to have an open and honest conversation with your partner about their experiences. This can be a difficult conversation to have, but it is important to let your partner know that you are there to support them and that you're willing to listen to their story. It's also important to understand that, like I've been discussing, childhood trauma can affect people in a variety of ways and it can lead to trust issues, anxiety and other mental health problems. As a partner, it's super important to be patient and understanding as your partner navigates their experiences and heals. You can support your partner by being a good listener or by being non-judgmental or by creating a safe and supportive environment for them to express their feelings. You can also encourage your partner to seek professional help such as therapy or coaching if you and they feel that it would be beneficial for them. 
I think it's also important to remember that healing from childhood trauma takes time and that it's not something that can be fixed overnight. For me, as you can tell from the PTSD, chronic fatigue, and now MDDS, it's still very much a work in progress and in many ways a life sentence. Like me, your partner may have good days and bad days and it's important to be there for them no matter what. It's also equally important to set boundaries and take care of yourself as well. You can do this by seeking support from friends and family and engaging in self-care activities like exercise and relaxation. My partner has what he likes to call me days or some me time where he goes off for the day to play golf, either alone or with friends. Ultimately, navigating a relationship with someone who has experienced childhood trauma requires a lot of patience, understanding and a commitment to support and care for one another. There really are no rules, so you want to work out what works best for both of you. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. It was pretty jam-packed with information on the impact of childhood trauma on love and relationships. It's important to remember that healing from childhood trauma is definitely possible and that you don't have to go through it alone. With time and effort, overcoming childhood trauma and creating strong romantic relationships is definitely, definitely possible. So if you or a loved one are struggling with the effects of childhood trauma, remember that reaching out for professional support is always an option. I have my own personal team of professionals to help me manage the effects of my own childhood trauma. And I also work one-on-one with clients to help them with their own. This is definitely a, a common and normal process for many people. As always, your feedback is the fuel that drives me to bring you the best content on Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. So please share your thoughts on what you want to hear next or leave a review to show your support. As a token of my gratitude, I'll give a shout out to all reviewers at the start of each episode and even send you a special surprise. My hope is that we can continue to create a community where love and relationships are openly and candidly explored. So please subscribe to and share the podcast with the people in your life and follow me on Instagram at love.uncensored.podcast or join the private Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships Facebook group to be part of an inclusive community designed to help you navigate life, love and relationships on your own terms and without judgment. See you in the next step with a very special guest.